Good evening, everyone, and welcome Hello. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, today we are going to be doing the 1984 film, The Initiation. We love hanging out in furniture stores. Yeah, this is this is becoming the mall podcast. <laughs> we, we are 100% like spending all of our What's time this, in the mall fourth, fourth time in a row? I think this is the fourth? Fifth? Fourth. fourth. Be, can't be fifth. There's not that many mall movies. Yeah, four times in a row we've been at the mall. So, yeah. Man, and this is uh, this movie stands out because it's Daphne Zuniga's first uh, major movie, first major starring. Role. Yeah, she had a uh, she had a minor role in a terrible movie prior to this. Uh, I've never seen the dorm that drips blood. That's what it was, the dorm that drips blood. I like the title. Yeah, it's good. It reminds me of the uh, the house that dripped blood on Alex, which was <laughs> the, uh, Tommy Wiseau's horror movie that he did gotcha. a few years back. Um, Okay, so any first thoughts <laughs> before we dive in? This is a a fun movie. Yeah, it's, it's a very yeah, it is. It's odd. It's a uh, it's, it's ambitious. I, it's very ambitious. I feel it's it's very uneven. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it bunk, is very uneven. It's bizarre in its structure. It's not like a mall movie where it's just, they start out and they're like, "Hey, let's go to the mall," and they do it. It's kind of like. Just and also, it's not like a mall movie in that you don't know what the building that they're in is. You're like, is it supposed to be a? It's supposed to be a mall, it's but it's not a mall. Father's insanely huge department store. It, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, yeah. so it's a single department store with ten floors. <laughs> like, it's got its Appar- own elevator. Apparently, it is a international market in Dallas, Texas, and it is not open to the public. Okay. From what the from what I've been able to detect. Okay. It is a massive. Uh, they do like the toy show exhibition there for like toy vendors to like. Oh, okay. To see like what you want to stock in your shop. It's for buyers of large. Re- Apparently, I have I, I had a little trouble finding some info about it. This is confusing. Tons of pictures about it. Huh. It seems like it's too big to not be open to the public, but at the same time. It seems like it's too big to be open to the public. Like it's too big of a mall. It, like, hey, I'm looking for the hot topic. Oh, that's on floor 13, yeah. suite 572. It's, it's a city. Yeah. It looks like Mega City One from uh, from Judge Dredd. Like, it's enormous. It, it is enormous. It's also where JFK was uh, going before he was shot. Really? I don't know what he was going to shop for there, but that's where his motorcade was off. To. It was either knives. The roller skates <laughs> or axes. Oh, there's also a sunglass booth in the middle of nowhere. JFK strikes me as a crossbow dude. Yeah, I think so too. I think he was going for one of those harpoon guns. Probably, <laughs> he's, he's probably looking for one of those crazy harpoon guns oh, that wait, they sell shit, there. This movie is not an infomercial for the. <laughs> for the <laughs> yes, it totally should be. Uh, Come okay. on down to get all your hatchets, sunglasses, <laughs> roller skates, five and things, harpoon guns. <laughs> yes, five things in this building the size of half of Texas. And visit Christmas City with creepy elves. Yeah, yeah, I, this is a Christmas movie too. Is it? Is it? Fuck yeah, it is. Okay, there, I saw Santa Claus. There was a Santa. You, you put a Santa right. Claus in your movie. It's a Christmas movie. Okay, that's my rules. All right, I'm watching this every year now. <laughs> so, uh, all right, this movie starts off, uh, and we're we're panning around a little girl's room, and we see a bunch of doll heads and headless dolls littering the it's littering nice the floor. Ambience. Some yeah, it's creepy look. Yeah, lightning's crashing. Little girl gets out of bed. She sees that her dolls are headless, and she's kind of like, 
annoyed by that. And so she's walking out of her room down the hall. You see a big fireplace at the end of the hallway. It's such a like it's such a hazy focus that you don't really know what's going on. You're like, oh, there's something really bright down there. But she walks in and her parents are boning. With the door is wide open. This has got to be like the eighth movie we've done (laughs) with a kid watching the parents bone. Yeah, this is this is a this is a how you make serial killers in 80s horror movies. So, yeah. So, yeah, she sees that she the mother kind of freaks out. The little girl stabs her dad in the leg. With what? A a knife. That she had from where? Sure. Did she bring it from uh, her room? (laughs) Okay. That's what cut all the doll heads off. Holy shit. We do find out, though, when you think about when you think about the twist at the end of this movie, super, super spoilers. I'm not even going to wait till the end. Yeah, there's no reason to because we have to explain these things. Yeah, 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 I agree. There's an evil twin. So she... We don't know this until the very, very end of this movie. And the really fun part about that is that you're seeing shots of the little girl and it looks like they fucked up. Like when I looked at the... While I was watching the scene, I was like, oh, that's totally out of sequence because she couldn't have been in there because she was right over there just now. And then I was like, oh, right. There's two of them. Gotcha. Yes. There's the murderous one who cut all the heads off the dolls. That's the one with the knife. So the one that just walked into the room, she didn't have a knife because she's not knife girl. Yep. She's non-knife Zuniga. That's amazing. That's actually that's <laughs> knife Zuniga is the one that's in there wrecking shit. That's kind of relieving to have that out of the way. Now I understand. So yeah, there's a, there's another part too. Like where if you if you think about it, um, when there's a mental home escape later on, yep, they they get the phone call being like mental patients escaping. Oh, right. They're like, oh okay, and it's just like and then they say that and they get worried. But it's like, why did you call them? They own a fucking department store. What do they care about the <laughs> mental home? Then you realize, oh okay, the, and that was good. They did that little thing where like. Uh, he's like, it was the it was the sanitarium. They called. Oh, is it before he could say anything? Yeah. And he's like, yes, but we'll deal with it. So they yeah. they do this little exchange that's like cutting everything off. What so did you, you don't think know. it would? Would it like what when else I, would it be? Oh, I guess the dad too. It's or? the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, he's, but isn't the knife Zuniga in the home too? We don't know that. Yes, she is. And I'm going to call the evils <laughs> evil yes. Kelly knife Zuniga. <laughs> that's fine. So evil. Uh, so. Terry? Is that her name? Knife Zuniga. Yeah, Terry, who is the who is Knife Zuniga. <laughs> so she's there, but the dad is working at the sanitarium. He's also an inmate at he's the sanitarium. He's also an inmate though, right? But he probably could have left. I think he's looking out because he's worried about this psychotic little girl that was growing up, and he's either looking after her or he's looking out for her destroying some other stuff. Is that why she's in the home for being psycho? Or was she attacking? This is another question. Well, I mean, here. she like, did stab the dude. Yeah, but that was also not her dad, and it was somebody else boning her mom. So maybe she. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, that's was an- protecting the family values. <laughs> yes, she's a she's a staunch Republican, <laughs> um, and that's her defense. Um, no, she may have uh, these days. That'll get you off. Well, absolutely. I <laughs> political podcast, the Funbox <laughs> Monster podcast. Uh, yeah, but. I don't think that she ever would have gone to jail for this. There's no way in hell. I, or she I mean, was six. Well, not jail. I mean, even I think she would have gone into psychological counseling. I don't yeah. think they would have put her in a mental home unless she was straight psychotic afterwards. And maybe she was. Which we have to assume she, she did was. cut the heads off dolls. Yes. She was already exhibiting That's a sign. Some, some behaviors. Mm. 
She was she was doing. But some this stuff. movie's very vague about those kind of, the, the, these kind of things because it's trying to trying it's, to hold on to the surprise. It's super ambitious and busy, but it's also it's trying to like be that busy while also being a slasher film. It and is. I feel it sometimes like wanders off that path a little too much and becomes a soap opera. It's drama. That, yeah, no, I agree. But it, it has that feel of like Madhouse or one of those 70s like thrillery kind of horror movies that were prototype slasher movies mm-hmm. that are all ambiance and like crazy sets and crazy ideas and like good lighting and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But very slow. And they kind of took that and jammed it together with the 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 80s slasher and they kind of got a weird hybrid yeah and this one's kind of odd too with like i mentioned earlier with the pacing how it starts out with the dream thing you know what i mean you 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 get your character's tragic backstory you know what i mean then it's like she's in college and they're doing the whatever it is uh, the sorority chanting initiation kind of dealy thing right and then you're like okay cool now they're gonna go do their hell night prank like nope we're gonna we're gonna do like psychological counseling and dream monitoring shit for the next half hour and then we get to the mall where it becomes like the normal slasher movie again. Was this like a thing right around this time? Is this when, uh, when did Altered States come out? I don't know. Early 80s. I, I feel like all of these movies like Dreamscape and like all those weird ones where everybody's tied up to a machine with EKG yeah. things on their heads and they're like monitoring dreams. I mean, this was out the same. This was the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street came this out. This is 84, right? So 84. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely something was in the air. It was a dreamy time period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can never get enough of those needle machines. So, yeah. yeah. So we get uh, we get Daphne Zuniga, who Kelly waking up from her dream of this this thing, of this horrible thing that happened to her as a child, and uh, and she's surrounded by sorority sisters with candles chanting, uh, "Delta Rho Chi will never die, never will die, never will die, never will die." I always thought "will never die" would sound better. Me too. They need to work on their chants. <sighs> <laughs> They're not going to have any opportunities for that, unfortunately. I think that this sorority is going to be shut down after the events of this film. I love, too, how small amount of sorority girls there actually are in this movie. How when we see this, there's like 20 girls. It's very clever. But there's only like maybe five of them we ever like meet and talk or do anything. Because because the those are existing sorority girls. They have nothing to do with these pledges. Oh. So basically, there's that's how they whittle it down. And so that they don't have to have a huge cast, which yep. is pretty smart. You wind up with... But it still looks like an actual sorority. Right. Seeing that many... Yeah. You have the, the five pledges. One of them quits. Or four of them. One of them quits. And you only have three that go to the, the actual location. <laughs> you have the mean uh, house mother sorority, older sorority sister. But can you imagine... So part of this initiation, <clears throat> they go through all the... We can just gloss over all this shit. <laughs> okay, but hold on. One, one thing first. Okay. Did you have the same feeling that I did when they were going up Was, the... St- like as soon as she like she gets out of bed, yep, and they're like walking. Everybody's got a candle, and she has to walk down this hallway. Everybody's holding candles. Everybody's got this big aquanet hair, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh man, one of them's gonna say this is gonna be fire. bad. This yep. is gonna be terrible." And it didn't happen. But no, no, I no. have a terrible feeling there was an outtake. especially since we learned that if you just spill some beer on your arm in the first scene, you absolutely become you catch a fireball. Fire. <laughs> yes, that we did gloss over that fact in that fight. He was fighting with a bottle of something and then just caught fire. Yeah. So he's horribly burned with horrible makeup. I liked it. I thought it was I fun. thought it was he looked like he had a butthole on his chin. <laughs> yeah. He had to get a graft. Then <laughs> the only skin he could get was directly from You're his butthole. You're insensitive to perfect. 
Yeah, way to go. We can save your face, but it's going to be a butthole grasp. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, okay. But, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, what I'm going to gloss over is just all the yeah, yeah. nonsense sorority talk. Like, we we're just gonna, learned that we're they're gonna pledge. You're pledging. You're going to do Hell Night. You're going to do something bad. Pledges in their last week. This is going to be, this is Hell Week coming up. Yep. Those are the important things to know. And there is a thing called uh, Prank Night yeah. that is part of this whole ceremony. Uh, and th- this year for Prank Night, they're going to get Kelly, our girl who... Her dad is the owns this big building, huge building, which is not a mall. It is not a department store. It is it's something else. In prank night, Ghoulies Three would be like, "Hold my beer." We got prank week. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I know, man. God, they went to college. We need to do Ghoulies go to college. Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> So the whole the whole Holy point shit, Ghoulies go to the mall would be a fucking good movie. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna get Damien and we're gonna pitch this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Damien's gonna be a ghoulie. Uh it's like a ghoulies for ghoulie where they're like, fuck the puppets. We'll just, it's just a dude. We'll get stupid dudes in makeup. Or masks. I don't even think they bothered with I think with that's makeup. a Winorski too. It it was indeed a Winorski movie. Yeah. Yeah, we got some ghoulies on the horizon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, we should do that. Um, okay, so we learned that Megan, Megan, is sucks. She's the head of the. She's the head of the dorm. There's always got to be the bitchy sucky. She's one. angry at our lead Kelly because Kelly's love interest likes her. That's all we know. Adam, the the douche that is into Kelly, she's after him. And that's why she hates her, and she's giving her all these all this shit. Gotcha. And so that, uh, I don't know that if completely. that's all that important. It's but not. I didn't even know that was a thing. It isn't. <laughs> so uh, the the prank is basically that they need to break into this place and steal the night watchman's uniform right down to his skivvies. And his, who wants his skid marked underwear? She does. That's disgusting. She's a weirdo. Also, you're telling me there's only one security guard for this entire. It's only like three miles of square footage. I cannot stress. We cannot stress how big this building is. <laughs> even if there, even at least, let's just propose that there was just one security guard. Like, imagine finding that guy in there. Yeah. When, when, especially when he wasn't at his desk one time. They're like, oh, he just must be on his rounds. On what? One of the <laughs> 12 different floors. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Each one of those floors is like a mile circumference. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It would take him the entire night to walk that whole building from beginning to end and then mm. come back. Yeah, you couldn't even do that. Absolutely. Rounds. There's it no way you like, could even do, cover every square inch of that. In it a would night. be like a 10 hour thing and you'd have to be at a jog. Yep. And you'd have to be in really good shape to do that every <laughs> single day. Um, yes, yeah, so. That's why his shirt's unbuttoned so much because he gets hot walking all those miles. Oh, describing the security guard. Oh, boy. So, blonde guy. Uh,. <laughs> Ridiculous Texan belt buckle. Ridiculous mustache. He has... Uh, cowboy boots. With cowboy boots. This mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you make a pencil-thin mustache, in general, it follows the line of your lip. Am I mistaken? No. Isn't that kind of the deal? Got the water stash. Yeah, so that's yeah. it just kind of follows your lip. This thing... It's like a teepee? <laughs> it's... So weird. It's such a choice. It's this like a like, it's like a Gomez Adams at a forty five degree. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a steep incline. It is a it is a steep choice of a mustache. <laughs> um 
He rocks it. He does. He manages. <laughs> he makes it look good. And he's reading uh, pornography. <laughs> One of my favorite 80s tropes. I mean, it, he is a security guard. Everybody was reading pornography sort of a job back then. I think and, we have, And drinking beer. I think we've done like 10 movies in a row where there's been a security guard drinking beer or reading porn. I'm just bummed because I could not identify what <laughs> issue he was reading. Uh, and sometimes they fake it. Yeah, but of like course. I said, I always like to collect those. I like to pair the real ones, and I, I paused the movie, but I could not read. It looked like it said Big Texas something, so it could have been fake, or it could have been just like you know, one of those fly by night rags that you'll never find anymore. It could just be a menu from a Big Texas Roadhouse. Yes, they have <laughs> sexy centerfolds in those. Uh, okay, Damn, those are some nice flapjacks. <laughs> so, uh, yes, the, that's but we're not even there yet. No, we're not even close. So, but that mustache. <laughs> uh, so they're going to sleep and Kelly has her her line to everyone she's like I had the dream again yeah what are you going to do about it I'm going to take care of it also when she said that line all I could think of was the kids in the hall sketch with the pear do you remember I that don't one, remember that one no. <laughs> I had the pear dream again <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was not the pear dream sketch mm. it was this uh, so we don't know what she's going to do, but we cut to the but sanitarium. She's take care of it. Yes. I love the sanitarium sign, too. Yeah, fire, Fireside Sanitarium. Fireside Sanitarium. A private institution? Like, I, is that exclusive? Like, Oh, yeah. Is the state one next door? Yeah, so it's just I like think, a status thing for well, crazies? But that's the thing, is that if that was a money sanitarium, it certainly wouldn't have chicken wire fence <laughs> holding like a group full of inmates in a room the size of a tiny classroom. It's not it's not exactly the most uh, luxurious yeah. looking sanitarium I've ever seen. I sanitarium and luxury don't tend to go together actually. They so. do in this one. In this one they do. <laughs> uh so we get the typical central casting lunatics. Oh yes. All doing all doing their little things. Uh, the nurse is a jerk, blah, blah, blah. The nurse is ridiculous. These people are all, like you said, yeah, they're all that cliched part. They're spinning around in circles. They're staring into space. They're making weird sounds. And she's just talking to them like they're completely coherent. And they yes. don't. <laughs> and she's angry at them. She's like, I've heard you've been vomiting in your trash can again. If you keep doing that, I'm going to have to take away day room privileges. You're not going to be allowed to spin in circles in this room <laughs> endlessly. Man, she's going to be so sad. She yep. loves spinning in circles in that room. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we go through this whole thing with the, the trustee. We find out that the dad is the trustee. Why she hate the gardener so much? She sees one inmate with flowers and, and she's like, oh. Him again. She looks out the window and he's just like minding his own business doing gardening work. And she starts banging on the window. You get out of here. Because he upsets Daphne Zuniga. Evil Zuniga. Knife Zuniga? Yes. Knife Zuniga is upset by him. She's like smacking her. That's Knife Zuniga? That's Knife Zuniga oh. with the hair. She had Daphne Zuniga's hair. I thought it was just another inmate. Nope. That's her. Oh. So that's Daphne Zuniga. Nito. And she's like hitting her, hitting yeah, her leg. And she's and mad she because she's riot. looking at, she's looking at dad and dad's mad and he's like stabbing. Is dad mad? I, he's stabbing the ground he angrily. He was planting plants. <laughs> he didn't seem like he was mad until the nurse told him to get out of there. That's fair. I think maybe he hates the nurse. Who doesn't? Yeah. She sucks. <laughs> um... So, yeah, the the inmates... That of, makes so much sense. I can't believe I'd ever put that together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, this in this scene, the inmates start, like, rhythmically pounding on the chicken wire. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. 
that was actually terrifying. Yeah. That's like... And especially if you were in that position as a staff there. Oh, yeah. Uh. That's like everybody's like, oh, we're all completely incoherent and crazy. Oh, we're all working together as a team. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, geez. It's okay. <laughs> We've got two orderlies for 50 crazies. Yeah. I didn't see the second orderly, but I'm sure there was another one. <laughs> I saw the, like, surfer dude yeah. who was at the door, but, uh, yeah. What the... I dropped a coaster. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get a uh, a point of view shot down the hallway, and this is awesome. I love this because it actually fooled me, and I had to reverse it because I thought this was Dad. And Michelle was like, no, 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 this was the rubber glove. Because she puts out her hand, turns the door, she like goes for the lock on the door, mm-hmm. and you see a hand that has the same... This is why I don't think the makeup is bad. Because the way that the scar tissue is, it looks like a rubber glove. It looks like the type of rubber glove oh, they're so using on the hands. so when she's wearing the plastic. So when she quickly does that and she fiddles with stuff and you see her stabbing people and you all that. You think it's a burned You think it's garden. a burned hand. Yep. And I, it actually fooled me into thinking it was a burned hand the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, that was the dad in our point of view shot. And it, no, it's a rubber glove. Yep. So pretty cool. Dug that. Um so now there's a ton of patients in the parking lot at night. <laughs> playing Ring Around the Rosie. <sighs> playing Ring Around the Rosie when our uh, our nurse goes out to her car. I love that she doesn't <sighs> turn around to go back in for backup. The, right? The, literally the only sane thing to do. Yeah. Would be you get to- out there and you see a bunch of people that are prob could be dangerous. I mean, it is a mental home. The way that, I mean, the way that they're caging them up in this insane way, it's got to be, they have to be dangerous people. And she's just like, you, what are you all doing out here in the dark where nobody can see or hear me? Get back inside. Stop this right now. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Quit killing me. Stop that. Yeah. You're crazy <laughs> <I> people. Am... <laughs> uh, yes. And so, again, does so not. So she does not go back inside. <sighs> She's she runs, barely away from the door when she saw him. Yeah, she had she, like all the time in the world to not get totally. stabbed by a garden fork. To get forked to death. <laughs> yes, but she instead goes to her car, gets in. Her car won't start, but it doesn't matter because there's somebody in the back seat with a fork. Yeah, fork can. McGee. And, yeah, and so we get the, the thing that our gardener dad. What is that even called? Is it? We were trying to figure this out. We can't figure it out. I'm going to call it a garden fork. I'm going to call it a garden fork too. So uh, he got garden. She got garden forked in the neck <laughs> and dies. The uh, the gore effects look pretty great in this too. They're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're serviceable. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they all look good. They're just not. There's not a lot of gore in the no. movie. It's just, but everything that's there looks great. Yep. Um. So Kelly's mom and adultery dad, Clue Gulliger are talking about Kelly at their house. You say Clue Gulliger? Yes. I've always said Clue Gulliger. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much more fun. It is, it is right? absolutely not his name. But Clue Gulliger. Clue Gulliger. Clue Gulliger. Did you say Clue Gulliger? Clue Gulliger. I've always thought it's like the funnest actor name to say. I'm sorry I ruined it for you. <laughs> Clue Gulliger? That's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, let me get myself back together here. Compose, compose. (laughs) I didn't think it was that funny until I said it. Damn it. (laughs) Jesus. I'm going to have to cut this. (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> clue, clue, 
Gulliger. Sure, <laughs> that's, yes. that's your choice. That is, it's a bold choice. It's, <laughs> it's a bold choice. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm back. Okay. Howdy. Uh, so they get the call from the sanitarium that we talked about earlier, where they, they kind of pussyfoot around Which the wording. makes no sense unless you know the ending already. Right, exactly. So it's, it's more red herring stuff. Well, it's the thing a, is, it's red herring, but it's also... I find these scenes very boring with the dad and the mom True. who are just I sitting agree. around like reading a newspaper or sipping wine like and your attention just wanes. So then all of a sudden you get this conversation and it's just cut in half with boring people. It's just like it never even pinged my radar the first time watching this. Like I hate to say it, but Clue Gulliger could be completely excised from this movie without any trouble oh yeah. whatsoever. Oh, definitely. Like and the mom Almost entirely, too. Yep. Like, she has two or three important reasons to be there, but you could cut her scenes down by, like, at least two-thirds. And you could bring this movie down to a, like, serviceable 76. Yep. Which would be where it would be really nice and snappy. But again... And that whole scene at the end, too, like, to jump way, way ahead with with the mom at the end, where where you're talking to her important parts, that could have been one of her friends that wasn't actually dead saving her at the end. Like... I feel like it had more. It had more sting when she's to have her. Basically. I felt it had no sting because uh, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll I talk f- about it later. I thought that was probably one of the stupidest parts of the whole movie. Really? Yeah. So, we'll get okay. Uh, no, we got to talk about it now because I'm gonna forget what about. What the fuck? She was comatose when the, the, the <laughs> I doc, know. when the professor went to her house, and then are you telling me like in the middle of the night she just like snapped out of her yep. weirdness? Drove to the goddamn mall with yep. a gun in her bathrobe. Yep. And saved her daughter at the exact time. Like, yep. no. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But and it she's is... like a super prim and proper person. She wouldn't leave the house like that. She was crazed. She was in a she was in a murderous frenzy. But the the thing that I thought was really important about this was that last episode I brought up uh, the Chekhov gun. The idea of the Chekhov. Chekhov's gun maybe it was two two episodes yeah. ago something like that um so this idea that in in a play if you introduce a, a gun in the first act yep clue Gulliger goes to the door with the gun okay and he like waves it around yep and then he puts it back in the drawer unfired she grabs it in the last act and fires it yep that gun showed up in the first act and got fired by the third so that's all gotcha I just thought that was kind of fascinating that was like a a very literal Chekhov's gun right there. I just thought it was very unrealistic for showing up there it's also it is it seems a little against character yeah um so god we're so we're so disjointed here but uh so speaking of how these movies are all exactly the same how like these four movies that we've done are yeah. like so similar uh Kelly shows up in her cabriolet just like the girl from that other movie I love that car yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so that's true. Uh, yeah, weird. <laughs> it's really strange. Uh, so Clue says that seven people escaped, but carefully obscures gender and everything else to make sure that we still think it's the dad only. Um, Kelly comes in. It's her birthday, but she still gets yelled at because her parents suck. And she's got to stop those weekend junkets. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't and, either. And then we just cut away. I was just like, oh, okay. You learned that it was your birthday. It's a different day in the next scene. Who gives a fuck that it was your birthday? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, so you don't even ever find out what she got. Yeah, there no. Was that present they kept talking. Don't you even want to know what it was what in it? Your present is nope, nope. Nobody did apparently. Clue doesn't care that much. <laughs> it should have been a gun, <laughs> and that would have been how they got it to the mall. Yeah. 
Maybe it's time for me to open my present. Mm. Ah, it's a loaded forty-five. <laughs> this is great. This is really coming in handy. Yeah. Um, no, so now we go back to the school, and uh, we have this long conversation with Marsha mm. while we're walking from one place to the other about her being a virgin. Which, again, this entire plot line could have been excised, especially since she just dies. Yeah, like. They basically make her an unbelievably sympathetic character. They give you a terrible rape story. They give you all these things. That came out of nowhere. It came out of left like, field. Why? Like, the, the, the party-killing mode of like her telling that story there is what it does to the movie, it too. It totally killed the movie. It's like, you could just not mention that in the yep. movie, and we'd all be happier watching like, this movie. Like That belongs in like a serious... Yeah, you're Drama make, film. You're making We're watching a, a mall slasher. slasher. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in your lane, mall <laughs> slasher. Let's let's leave this and like the Holocaust out of these like dumb dumb mall movies. Uh okay. But we did not. Uh okay, so uh Andy comes up and he's still he's another red herring for this, where Andy's like, Hey, how's it going? We're gonna go to the dance together. The repressed Fear dance? Okay. (laughs) Yes. Everybody go as your repressed desire. That's right. Okay. Now, you're telling me that this is a room full of people whose repressed desires are being a pirate, (laughs) being a penis, uh, wearing dresses and having red hair. Looking like Ziggy Stardust. Like being Uh, being David Bowie, Dressing up like Ace Freely. None of these things make a goddamn bit of sense. No one there was a representation of anything. They were all literal costumes. And the professor's like, why didn't you tell me it was repressed desires? I would have gone as like Dr. Young or... He's not uh, a repressed desires person. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's getting the point of this thing. That guy just keeps dropping Young's name like it's the only doctor he knows. I don't think he's a real doctor. I don't think he's a real professor. Um, but it's just some nutter hanging out in the basement with his Ghostbusters equipment. Kind of is. Uh, so Kelly goes to hunky professor Peter to talk about doing her term paper project, something we never figure out what it is, which pisses him off right off the bat. Oh, he's like aggro. He's like, Oh, you're going to mention something that's my field just to get in good with me. Yeah. You monster. And it's like, you've never even talked to her. Yeah, she How doesn't. How is she know. gonna know what you were doing? He he has a very high opinion of himself. He believes that like everybody's following his newsletter and whatever. Um, but and he believes it's okay to hook up with students too. Apparently, yeah, that is. And he believes it's okay to hold conversations with people without telling them that there's an office assistant under the <laughs> desk for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's that was insane too. But like, yeah, the the hooking up thing. He's not only like this is a double whammy. He's a professor and he's her psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's dually. Like, he should be kicked out of the university and never be able to get his degree. But whatever. Uh, he can so, get a job as a uh, security guard at that mall. I heard they're looking for a new That's person. true. <laughs> uh, oh. they're, like, they're like, okay, things are dangerous. We're going to have two guys patrolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, in, in defense of the idea that he doesn't actually work at this place mm-hmm. and he's not actually a professor... Uh, she's like, here's my dream. Let me tell you about it. And he's like, well, sometimes the mind fictitionalizes events. Uh, fictitionalizes. It fictitionalizes. 
petitionificates it. I love the Does line. It... Uh, I think her name's Heidi, the office yes. assistant or whatever. Afterwards, she, she uh, after she had the dream and she woke up, she's like, "Well, the mirrors must symbolize something." <laughs> yeah, Heidi. Yeah, the mirrors must symbolize. Yeah, something. That's, I, that's a good point. <laughs> I love it in a movie where they're like trying to be like. It would be it would be like if you're watching like a Fulci movie or something, and you're like, one of the characters is like, I don't know. I think the blue lights from out of where it's out of nowhere must symbolize something. <laughs> what? No, stop talking about the movie. Like, yeah. Oh, you see the blue lights too. <laughs> this is very strange. Uh, no. Okay, so. He takes her to the dream factory, which does not sound upsetting at no. all. That does not sound like where a serial killer would take you to dismember it's you. Like, he's got like this lab set up in the in the basement, the yeah. legit basement. Like you Even said, when it's her like mom a- comes later on. She's like, I'm looking for Doctor Punk, and she's just like, Oh yeah, you should check the basement. And she's just like, Okay, and she walks into the. Ba- Nobody goes in the basement. Yeah, no, and it is like you said, it's like a straight up Ghostbusters like insane setup. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So she tells him the story of why she has amnesia, which is she she believes that she fell out of a tree house and she's lost all her memories from before age nine. She's been forbidden to see a psychiatrist because her mother doesn't believe in them. And so as she's recounting all this stuff, then then Heidi, our weird AV nerd, pops out from under the like she's telling She's talking private doctor. This is like confidential (laughs) shit. Literally talking to a psychiatrist or someone who will be a psychiatrist eventually. And she's just like eavesdropping under a table. Hey guys, get the phone fixed. (laughs) Yeah. Creepo. (laughs) So she introduces herself. That's Heidi. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Shows the, she has no problem. The fact that somebody else is eavesdropping either. Nope. She doesn't care either. Cool. Another person. Okay. Yep, she shows off the EEG wires and blah, 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 the brain machine. We see more mirrors. Mirrors keep happening. Mirrors keep happening too much. Yeah, they do. It's, they're, they're really trying to... It makes sense after you find it. the reveal, it's, but it's, at the same time, it's boring. It is boring. And they always linger on them too long. They're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. A mirror. She freaks out after after the first mirror. So Let's look into a she, mirror for a couple seconds. Here. Every time she looks into a mirror, she does have a freak out right afterwards, too. Yeah. And this time, her freak out is that she runs to the ladies' room, and she hallucinates a little girl with a knife, and she's all bloody. Yeah. Ah, it's, that's a pretty fun little scare. Yeah. Um, and then we get uh, POV going to her house, to Kelly's house, and her mom is looking in a mirror. <laughs> And wondering why they've created this horrible lie. I used to tell myself that it was for Kelly, but it was for us, us. wasn't it? Yeah. It was for us. And she starts it too, like the guy's like, what are you doing? She's like, looking at a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Most people that aren't dumb drunks are looking at don't a mirror. You, don't you see that? And he's like, yeah, if you're drunk, yeah, you'd see I that see a reflection. <laughs> see a mirror. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is when Clue sees something and he grabs his gun, goes out. It was nothing. Puts it back in the drawer. Yeah. Uh, so Kelly's now hooked up to the dream machine. She's gone full on in. Oh, I and hate, I hate hypnosis scenes like this. <laughs> this was pretty bad. Uh, she she has this. She has the dream again, and they get crazy results. This I actually thought this was an interesting idea. So the they get all the results back, and they're like, there was something wrong, something crazy. It's like you weren't dreaming at all. It's you know. And then Heidi goes out with another big red herring where she's like, it's probably a psychic thing and it's probably projections and all that stuff. And she puts all these ideas out there that would be much more interesting than what it really is. But (laughs) uh, 
Or it's a memory. Or it's a memory, <laughs> which is what it turns out to be, that apparently the EEG wouldn't go off it's a, if it's a memory. So That's uh, how those needle machines work. That's exactly how they only work on dreams, not memories. <laughs> yeah. And another mirror. She gets weird again. So uh, we're back at her house. Clue Gulliger's going out of town. He has a the talk with his mistress, too, which and doesn't really play into anything, does it? I was trying to figure out why we cared. Or is it just to make it... I don't know. ...a crap environment, or... Which I, I feel mean, we don't need to know either, or... It's interesting, know. because she overhears him talking to his mistress. Yeah, yeah. And she has no reaction, really. But he just goes out and gets killed. Yeah, he just literally just goes out and gets killed. So, like, why do we need to even see him on the phone with the mistress? Okay, because one of the one of the possibilities of the two the two obvious possibilities of killers wait, wait, are wait, wait, Daphne Zuniga. Oh, was Prime. he not talking to a mistress? He was. So the idea is that Daphne Zuniga Prime, not the evil one, is the killer, or her dad is the killer, and so Daphne Zuniga Prime goes and she hears this conversation, and then when he goes outside, somebody gets killed. It's like, Oh, you're cheating on mom. It's time for you to die. And so that that sets up a a little bit of like, oh, she like a direct correlation to her killing him for hearing that she's cheating on her mom. You know, maybe it still doesn't make any sense because Prime Zuniga is not Knife Zuniga. Like, well, she, but we're supposed and why to would think the dad kill the guy for cheating on the wife that he was already cheating on? He'd already be mad. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We're supposed to assume that it's either Daphne Zuniga. Well, he just says, I love you, baby, right? right? Like, he could be talking to Knife Zuniga saying that. Oh, man. No, there's no way. There's it's no de- way? It's definitely he's going definitely out to cheat. Yeah, 100%. Okay. There's no way. Um, I can't remember the exact tone. Yeah, no, it definitely was. It was, like, really creepy. Like, hey, baby. Oh, Maybe he's oh, really creepy. Like that. There's also that. <laughs> Creeps don't care what they get their daughters for their birthday. Oh, so true. <laughs> uh, but now we get the POV stalking killer outside and we uh, get another garden fork to the neck yes but this one's followed up with a beheading sh- yes that's kind of cool the reason <laughs> is so that the mom can get off her bon mot at the end so like this whole thing is set up specifically so that she can go oh you're missing your glasses i'll go out to find you and the car is pulling off and she's like i swear that man would lose his head if it wasn't attached <laughs> Uh-uh. Guess what? It is not a Exactly. Uh, and so uh, more POV. This time it's at the school. And we're going in and we go straight into a shower scene. <laughs> Very gratuitous shower scene. Ridiculously gratuitous shower scene. Uh, all the girls are getting ready for the frat party. And, uh, and Daphne. Tylo Hunter, star of Hammerhead with Jeffrey Combs. Mm. Wow. I don't know if you've seen Hammerhead, but... uh. I think it, I have, yeah. It's good. There's a half man, half shark. <laughs> half shark, alligator, half man? <laughs> nope, just a shark man. Half man, half shark. So not <laughs> Dr. Octagon. Okay. No. Got it. Uh, yes. Um, and you dropping hip-hop references Whoa, now. shit. We're we on different pages here. <laughs> Usually. Uh, when it Usually comes, you're dropping like metal stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. When Looks it comes like the to, singer from that band. To Cool Keith. I, <laughs> okay. I'm I'm Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, so girls getting ready for the frat party. And then that Andy jerk shows up again and basically assaults her from his closet. What is this? This, he makes no sense. (laughs) 
I mean, it's supposed to be a scare. You're supposed to, you're supposed to think that she's going to be killed by this guy. But then why would he be hiding in her closet? Anyway? He wouldn't be. I don't know. I mean, he came in through the window. The window was open when she came in. She closes it and then she sits down on the bed. He jumps out of the closet and runs over and like does something that in the last five to ten years would probably get you five to ten years. <laughs> um, but it's the 80s. So yeah. you can do whatever the fuck you want, apparently. <laughs> um, either Walk down way. the street in a giant dick suit. <laughs> Spoiler alert, someone's about <laughs> to do that. So uh, we find out that uh, that she's got the keys and that he's going out with Megan. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so here, we're at the repressed desire party and everybody's dressed up as pirates. And there's a very bland band. Yes, very, very <laughs> bland. And everybody's drinking green shit. Uh, they're getting pickled. I, I, I heard that. Is, is this all just like pickle juice? Oh, God, I hope not. I hope it is. I hope it's all picklebacks. I love pickle juice, but yeah, you can't just drink a glass of it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Doug, God, I want a pickleback right now. <laughs> Doug was trying to get me to do picklebacks, and I was like, no, this is never going to happen. Really? No, I'm you not just going to do shots of pickle juice. I don't know that. Oh, my... no, 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 no. Go to Arcadia and get one. Ugh. They have Morse's pickle juice. It's real. Mm, I do like Morse's. Morse's is not Vlasic. Like it's it's like white creamy pickle juice. Oh, you're making it worse. Yeah, it does sound worse now that I just say that. <laughs> Drink the white creamy pickle juice, Tristan. It's good. <laughs> this is so off the rails. Are we both drunk? Yeah. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> That's gonna uh, be my excuse. Let's. Can we just? pretend that we're both high sure <laughs> okay thanks we uh, are fucked up everybody <laughs> good good that'll make it seem like it's all right <sighs> oh god all right anyway so uh yep uh, boner shows up with the the virginal girl she's mortified so oh yeah he's wearing the, the penis he's costume wearing a giant her. penis con- yeah. costume and she's dressed up like trash like, from <laughs> it looked like a cross of that and like uh, Return Zig- of the like Dead. Ziggy Stardust, the yeah. David Bowie. Yep. But it's 1984, so it's not trash from Return of the Living Dead. Nope. Huh. Confusing. What? <laughs> What's Michelle doing? No. Oh. oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, another dumb conversation just that gets us to Kelly and the professor getting it on in the very immoral Getting it on with your professor and yep. your uh, <laughs> and your psychiatrist. <laughs> Double feature. Back at the brain machine, Daphne <laughs> Zuniga proves that she's not quite the actress that she needs to be to pull off this role. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, mommy. mommy. Mommy, my dolls, they're broken. Mommy, no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was a rough scene. That was a very rough scene. She. I felt bad for her, too, because you, you, you... Those are tough scenes to do. They are. Of course. But you gotta know upon review after watching the dailies that you, you don't. You need to. You need to change. You need that. to up your game, and it's like they can't. They were probably budget wise. Like, but sorry, I mean, no reshoots. Like, that's such an easy reshoot. Though. And then you just need to live with that. <sighs> Ugh. Ugh, it was bad. It was real, real bad. <laughs> it was real bad. Um, okay, so Daphne's done not doing her good acting, but Mom's looking for Peter. So mom's come, come to the come to the grounds to oh, look at Professor for, Peter. Professor Hunk, yeah. Hunky Professor. And that's where that line comes from. Like, I'm looking for that professor. Oh, check the basement. <laughs> check the basement. He's the basement professor. Yeah, she has like no qualms about that. Mm, yeah. 
I and just kind of find my daughter hanging out with a creepy guy in the basement. The thing is, I did like this. I thought this was probably the most clever thing that they did in the What's entire that? movie. So, so she's in she's in deep hypnosis while he's got the EEGs on her. What her walking in on that? And so and she walks in. She's like, "You've got to get her out of there." And so he's like, "You're gonna remember. You're gonna oh, wake up." Yeah. And then he says her name, and she won't respond to it because she's had her name changed since she was a. Since mm-hmm. she was a kid, she's regressed to where her name, her last name was Randall. And so she doesn't know the name that she now has, which I thought was a very clever, fun way to put that in there. That was neat. I, yeah, I thought that was neat. Uh, and so she says, call her Randall. And he says, oh, OK. And then <laughs> then she wakes up. Uh, and so the professor now realizes that her nightmare was not a nightmare. It was a memory. Um, now they're all going to the Fairchild building. Whatever the fuck that is. Oh, hey, is this a mall slasher? <laughs> sort of. Are we turning to the mall finally? Yeah, 45, 45, nah. 50 minutes in, we finally get to the mall. Well, like I said, we start out with a sorority. They mention the mall, so you think we're going to hit yeah. the damn mall up. And then it switches into this thing for half an hour. Okay, maybe you can explain this scene to me. This actually really kind of blew my mind. Okay. I did not know what's, what was going on. So we've got our, obviously, the security guard looking at porn because it's, it's an the 80s. 80s. It's an 80s movie. Uh, but then an alarm goes off. Is that the killer breaking in? Because she had keys and she knew how to deactivate the alarm. Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine. Okay. That, I mean, it's my guess is that that's what it is because obviously she's not going to set off the alarm. Yeah. Huh. I never even thought of that. Yeah, it didn't. I, I didn't get it. It seemed like a pointless scene. Yeah. And it kind of was. Oh, it just got the security guard moving around. Yeah, it just, <laughs> we just got to see him crush a beer can with, yep. his, with his bare foot. <laughs> well, booted foot. Um, yeah, so he goes to see what's up, stomps a beer can, goes back to his desk. His music is shut off. What? Mm-hmm. Someone's been there. So he goes and looks around and then looks at sunglasses. Cause That's a cool scene, I thought. It was good. No, and, that was actually very nice. And especially because... Uh, when you see Knife Zuniga in the reflection, yep. you you don't know that she's the killer yet. So it does look like a weird, you're like, what did I just see? And they just show it just enough for you to like think yeah. about it a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely cool. And it's cool after you know the twist to watch it and be like, oh, that's totally, they, they just showed you the killer right there that it wasn't dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is that is super cool. Um, and so the, all the girls are getting ready to go. And then one of them freaks out. And says a bunch of sensible shit. <laughs> so she is gone. Gone. <laughs> She's like, guys, we're trying to improve our lives and we're grown women and we want to go somewhere in life. This is going to put a mark on our criminal record, potentially. Yeah. This seems like a terrible idea. Uh, I'm really not into this at all. You're out of here. <laughs> you mean <laughs> you, you person- don't want to go break in somewhere and steal a stranger's underpants? You are clearly not Phi, Pi, Omega, Chi, whatever material so but you'll never die well he's not in this movie because you're sensible yes she will not (laughs) die uh so kelly has to go get the uniform and i i assume that part i think you might have the same problem i did here where they where they formulate their plan yes they're just like you go you go like she basically tells her to have sex with the security guard yeah essentially or she's like, well, just flirt with him. Flirt with him. Distract him. What yeah. should I do? He'll find a way. And you, you go up and do this. I'm going to go to the storeroom where they store the spare uniforms. 
Yep. Why do you need to distract anybody? These two just chill here and you go up to the damn storeroom, get the uniform and leave. I don't know. I do not know. Um, I feel like all these characters are smarter than they're written to be. <laughs> uh, yes. The other thing that is confusing about this whole thing is this plan of Megan. So, okay. So, so for them, so that what for them to did- bring the frat guys, if the guard didn't die... This plan doesn't work. As in, like, what is he going to wear instead? No, I mean, I mean, this, if literally these, so they bring the frat guys in. Yep. So there's a guard now. Yeah. Who's watching the monitors. Yep. If he's alive, he's going to catch them. Yep. Because there's now eight people or whatever in the building running around. That would be very loud. One person distracting the guard and saying, hey, I thought you were sexy and I came to visit you and I'm a yeah. friend and I stole her keys because I'm really into you and I, <laughs> I just wanted to talk to you and maybe we can go out or whatever, whatever crazy yeah, thing yeah, she yeah. was going to do. That makes a tiny bit of sense. That makes this tiny amount of sense. Yeah. The idea that just a bunch of them are going to show up and fuck around and, and scare, scare each other. Yeah, scare the shit of them. Yeah, scare the shit of them. Scare the shit of them. Loudly yeah. frighten each other without being caught and going to jail is very low. But also, their whole, even if these other guys weren't showing up, their whole prank here was to steal the security officer's uniform. Yes. What would he be wearing? They're just going to leave him naked? Like, yes. What, are they going to knock him out? Well, I assume that if, he... If they give him it? like. Yeah. That's th- That's got to be it. I wouldn't have any backup clothes at my work. Like. Well, then you'd be naked. <sighs> They're going to get him fired for this. My coworkers aren't going to like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, the whole plan's so weird. The the whole idea is insane. You either got to a knock this guy out, steal his clothes, B, or fuck b him. like fuck him and then grab the clothes and run, or like <laughs> c like convince him to just put on some clothes from a mannequin or something and oh that bring would him be, back on the next shift. That would probably be what he'd have to do because he is surrounded by clothing stores. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know what any of these stores have. One of them has a single tank top and a pair of roller skates. <laughs> That's my favorite store there. That's a <laughs> single tank top and pair of roller skates store. Um, but either way. <laughs> Why she even put the tank top on? Why oh, did she yeah, put the because, roller skates on? Oh, yeah, because boobs. Uh, I, mean, I can yeah. see the roller skates. I mean, it'd be If fun. I was in an abandoned mall like that, like. Oh, it'd be a blast. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I get but that. But she's too. like wearing a comfortable shirt. She's like, ah, I got to change out of this comfortable shirt and put this other comfortable shirt on. She's got to get sexier for that, mm-hmm. that security guard. Um, so we see somebody smash a case and steal a knife. There's a, an empty scabbard left there, whatever. Yep. Uh, is that what you call it for a knife? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't play D&D. <laughs> You know those things exist in real life too. <laughs> uh, so it just seems like words like a D and D player would know. True, that's a good point. I know sheath. Oh, that's probably the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> roller skate lady steals Chianti. This building also has Chianti. Oh yes, she steals a bottle of Chianti. Um, and Megan and her boyfriend have decided to stop their part of the scare the shit out of everybody, and they're just going to make out on a giant pile of rugs. Yep. Huh, okay. And then uh, bowling ball attack. That was cool. The way that they scare the shit out of them <laughs> is to roll a bowling ball down the... It would be spooky ho- if it happened and you didn't see where it came from. Good point. Yeah. Uh, now the police are outside and they find dad's car with blood on the license plate. 
and I assume his corpse in the trunk. We never see him open the trunk. We don't see it, but I mean, she finds out that he's dead. Yeah, she does mention that later. So, and he's not sitting dead in the driveway. No, so, so yeah, he's probably in so that. he's probably in the trunk. Um, uh, in two kill, pieces. Yes, killer grabs <laughs> an axe now. So knife and axe. I think the axe kill is my favorite in this. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weird animatronic Christmas display part happens right here. Where, Those elves are fucked. Yeah. Real <laughs> strange stuff. There's one on like a, I don't know, balance beam or something up There's top. There's a clown spinning around. So strange. Um, and then we get into the part of the movie that is, ugh, it's just that horror movie thing where everybody's just looking for everybody else. Yep. People yeah. have split up and they're going to Scooby-Doo out of everywhere. And so now this is going to be, for some reason, Megan and Andy are not together. Like they were like, we're not going to have sex. Just kidding. We totally are. And then they, <laughs> then he's gone. And then she, uh, yeah, she, she bounces on him. Yeah. She's like, going to find me first. It's like, you were just almost undressed. Like, <laughs> in, he was undressed. Like in this building. Yeah. You got to find me again in this city In this. Yeah. It's basically like saying the shopping mall is a city. I'm somewhere in Detroit. They dropped me off with a helicopter. (laughs) Come find me and we can have sex like impossible. Am I on the first floor? The 32nd. (laughs) Who knows? Check them all. Yep. And so, yeah. uh, Andy's looking for Megan runs, runs, runs. He's like, Oh, he hears the, the elevator ding. Yep. And so he runs to the elevator and then he Catches it just in time to open the door, and gotcha, he's like, Megan. "Gotcha, Whoa. Oops, axe in the head, axe in the head." And that's so cool when the elevator doors open, and it's just bunk. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was good. His his expression was awesome too. Yes, he had a very good like everything about it. I mean, it's just a simple axe in the head, but like the whole when I was watching, it, I was just like, "Oh, homie got iced!" Yep. <laughs> like it's one of those ones that makes you like exclaim when yep. you see something. It's it's a good one. Yep. Uh, and now Megan is looking for Andy, <laughs> so <laughs> she's running around. This was actually kind of cool because she uh, she's like running through all of these. She's running through this like lamp store. Yeah. And there's just like hundreds of lamps all over the place. And everywhere she goes, they start turning on right where she is and then Mm -hmm. shutting off behind her. So it's this crazy like it's following her. Something knows where she is. It's almost like there's a specter in the mix. Exactly. There Uh, isn't a specter in the mix. There's not. There's nothing. Nothing that exciting. It's just uh, just another Daphne Zuniga. Um (laughs) One spare Zuniga. And <laughs> Two Zunigas for the price of one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. This week at the Dallas Mega 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 Mall. Yeah. She <laughs> she has a little freak out right there. She's like right at the end just before she's like, oh, there's a person there and I'm mad at you. This isn't funny anymore. Shot with an arrow. Dead. So Kelly and Marsha are now chasing the remaining two frat guys. Who are riding bikes? Who are, who are riding? That was cool. Too. Hilarious BMXs. Yes, tiny bikes. <clears throat> uh, and so Heidi pulls up to the professor's place in her ridiculous little like Euro clown car thing. Mm-hmm. I loved that thing. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was a strange little car, um, but uh, it was it was quirky like her. Fuck! Uh, I need to rewatch that. Like I said, I was trying to cram this movie in for tonight between two <laughs> jobs when I could. Fair. It was rough. Um, well, she she runs in with a Houston Times article or something. Oh, she's got all the research. She has, yeah, she's done all of this research, and it, she knows the whole story now. And which she fills this us in on the whole story now. Which I don't, honestly, as much as I listen to the whole story, and I've seen this movie 
four times probably. Damn. I don't think I know what. Not not this week. I've seen this several times oh, okay. before. But I feel I know the story. What do you mean? Okay. I talked to Michelle about this while I was watching it. I was yeah. like, clear this up for me. For some reason, I feel like the two fathers switched places. I feel like I don't understand why Bernie Man went to that's the hospital. M- that's my question. Why is he in the insane asylum? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, like you got home and your wife was cheating on you and you accidentally so, caught fire, so... He was only an employee. Oh, he was the employee, and so the guy used his power, the rich guy used his power and influence. Clue Gulliger was the head of the company. He was an employee of the company. Clue Gulliger used his massive wealth and power to put him away in a sanitarium. Ah. And that's it. Okay, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle explains everything. Damn. Yes, I know. And it also just got <laughs> optioned. We're talking about our, our friend Grady Hendrick's new book, The Southern Book Club's Guide to <laughs> Slaying Vampires, which is available soon in uh, in bookstores. <laughs> Sorry, that was a real wonderful diversion, but I owe him one. It's worth it. <laughs> it is worth it. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, oh, this is where this is where Martha tells the Marsha tells the terrible rape story and like breaks up the party. <sighs> Did not need to be here. Zero reason for this. And it, and it, I just think about watching this movie, like proof watching it before you release it. Like, wouldn't you get to the scene and be like, oh, we really don't need to put no. this in here. Like, this drags, this kills everything. Yeah. It's, you're trying to make something. I mean, I don't know what the tone was of horror movies when they were making it. If, like, a movie like this. It seems like all of the reviews of this movie were terrible at the time, like mm-hmm. really, really bad. And they were basically like, it's a depressing little monster, like sad, horrible. Blah. I see this movie as being fun and silly for the it most part. It is fun and silly for the most part, except when you pause the right, movie to exactly. talk about getting raped by her violin teacher. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, don't just don't put that in there. And then she just goes have sex to get cheered up after it. Like what? <laughs> yeah, not not human behavior, but still that okay. That part doesn't make sense either. Then like the comedian jokester kid comes down, like tells some jokes, well, and then see, they bang, and that makes everything right again. Like, well, you see, that was the problem. Was that it was like I didn't want them dead. It was just like hide and go shriek, where you introduce basically the two most likable characters yeah. in the whole movie, where she's got this sad backstory, and you're like, oh man, that's a real tragedy, and, then and she that's came terrible. Out with it, and, and finally like, found. And there's this Is that nice, why they did it? Like, yeah, there's this nice little nerd and the two of them get along and yep. then like, oh, look at this. They had a little happy moment together. Fuck it. Let's kill let's them kill terrible. Them yeah. And, nah, blah. Oh, well. Anyway. And if anybody's responsible for her death later on, it's fucking Kelly. Yeah. Who? 100%. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> so uh, the the blonde lady, I don't remember her name. Roller, roller girl. Allison. Allison. Okay. Uh, roller blonde finds two corpses. Uh, <laughs> Kelly finds <laughs> Kelly finds her name in blood on the mirror. Winorski's gonna buy that from me for twenty five bucks. I'm sure. What's the movie Roller Blonde? Roller Blonde. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, <laughs> Kelly's name That's is like too much credit. <laughs> He'd be making like a James Bond parody called James. Jane Blonde. Yeah, that's true. And thinking it clever. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> and it would be clever because we love him. And you can use that too, Jim, if you want to come yeah. on our show and talk with us. Totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, she gets stabbed. Roller Girl gets stabbed. And uh, 
or she grabs she's but she's down at the she's waiting down at the she gets stabbed big time yeah but next to a microphone yeah and she hits the announcement to go over the whole mall that's a pretty cool scene really it was cool except that she's on a microphone in a dead still building gigantic screaming Mm -hmm. into a public address yeah and they cut to the two of them having sex and she's supposed to be moaning loud enough that she can't hear the (laughs) i don't buy it no i don't buy it um but whatever they're Uh, distracted yes professor arrives at kelly's house Mom knows. Boring. Mom knows that Clue is this dead. This whole shit with the professor and the mom is so boring. I it, understand how it builds up to the end, but like, yeah, no, it's it is boring. But he does look down the barrel of the camera in this scene, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Peter gets the keys to the building. Blah blah blah. By the comatose mom, who's somehow not comatose near yeah. the end when she needs to be there. Right. Yep. Uh, so the nice couple stalked dude gets speared, and then she runs away, and they Kelly and Marsha escape in the elevator, basically. Back to KG elevators again. Yeah. Just like hide and go shriek. Just like hide and go shriek. <laughs> um, but then Marsha gets took. Well, yeah. This is a weird scene. I don't. It was like an Evil Dead scene. Yeah, I don't understand how much time goes past either because they're yeah. in the elevator, and they they stop between floors apparently. And then they're like, we'll just wait here till morning. I'm just like, okay. And then they kind of do like a dissolve time kind of fade. And they're okay. just like still sitting there. And then the killer jumps onto the roof of the elevator. So it's just like, how long were they? Because it almost looked like they were napping. Kind of like, a, what was the last movie where we did? Right. We're uh, in Chopping Mall. Yeah, Chopping Mall. We're just like, okay, that robot's lasering through the door. We got, we got a good time for a nap. cat nap in here. Uh, yeah, so I have no idea how long they were in that elevator for. But then the killer jumps on the roof. So they're like... Oh, fuck. So then they get to the floor. Okay. Kelly just books out the elevator and leaves Marsha behind. Oh, okay. Runs all the way to the door, then turns around and sees that left Marsha behind. But, like, what was keeping Marsha behind? She just tripped? Like, no idea. She was sleeping. And this whole thing, like, got to no wake sense. her up. And then she I, turned around and she's like, oh, my God, Marsha. And then Marsha starts getting pulled, like you said, <laughs> right. Evil Dead into the elevator. And then she still doesn't even move. In such a way that she didn't see the face of the killer somehow. Yeah. Which is dumb. Again, kind of dumb. To actually map this scene out, it would have had to have Knife Zuniga yeah. with her back to the <laughs> elevator control panel there buttons, we go. pulling her like this. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work. It, she had to basically... On her knees on the ground. Hit the closed door button before she got out. So it's slowly closing. It wouldn't get close her. if she was in the doorway. Though. No, it wouldn't. None of this scene works. No, it's, it's the stupidest thing. Not great. Oh, well. So, but she does get dragged off. I hate this elevator scene because I don't want to see Marsha die because no, I like her. I did It's too. a stupid death. It it's is. a super preventable death. It also, it also really, like, as far as Zanega goes, it's like, dude, run over there and grab her arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then, and then, and then after the elevator door closes, you hear Marsha screaming and Zuniga's just banging on the door going, Marsha, stop it. Almost like she's (laughs) chastising her friend for screaming and getting killed. Stop being killed. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, Quiet down. You're going to get us caught. That's, yeah, that's it. So she now she she sees she again just like very lucky timing. She turns she's in the boiler room area and she turns just quick enough to see the body of Marsha being dragged, mm-hmm. but not who's dragging it. 
and then in a separate moment then sees her dad with the scarred face bernie dad bernie dad and she assumes that that's the person that killed her i would too Except that it doesn't make sense spatially. You would have to like run there super fast. I mean, oh, it, where, it is what, are, a, what if there's two killers? <laughs> it is a, it is a quick cut, so you don't really know how much time passes. But still. Also, what is Bernie Dad's motive here? So Bernie Dad starts chasing Kelly, or Kelly starts running away from him. She does not know that he's her dad. Uh, and they run all the way to the damn roof before Bernie Man goes Kelly. And like, yep. Why wouldn't you be like? Kelly, stop. I got something to tell you. <laughs> you're just going to chase your estranged daughter who doesn't know you're her dad through the whole damn boiler room up a le- without saying a damn peep? It's fascinating and because then, is he the is he another one of the killers? Because she when and, when Daphne Zuniga talks to Daphne Zuniga later, well, Knife Zuniga says Bernie Dad's been following her and hiding all the hiding bodies. Hiding all the bodies. So, if Bernie Dad's in cahoots with Knife Zuniga, and they and and but he's also going after Zuniga Prime. Yes. <laughs> what is the end game here? Is it? I like, don't know. Is it like we're all a family together? Is it just? I mean, her end game was to kill Kelly and take over her. Yes. I'm gonna be yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Is Bernie dead fine with that? I don't think so. I think uh, so. I think that they have but separate motives. But if he's motives. not fine with that, why is he hiding her bodies and enabling her? That is that is the question. I don't understand that at all. I just assumed that he's in after being institutionalized. He's gone mental from being institutionalized from so for so long, and he's trying to protect both of them somehow. Okay. He's like, okay, you're killing people. We can't let you get caught for this. I've got to, or he's trying to keep. Daphne Zuniga Prime for getting blamed for Daphne Zuniga Stabby version 2.0 her crimes. One of the two. Either way, a I lot feel of this like it can be prevented by going to the police. <laughs> Anyone could Which have gone. Which in this to the small movie, we there are police <laughs> there, we see. They do exist, but then they they bring out a hide and go shriek trope at the end that I love too. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> um yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but either way, uh, they go through the bur- the boiler room. Bernie Dad never once says, "Stop, Kelly, I'm try your to- dad." Kelly, I'm your dad. Please stop. I need to tell you something. Nothing. Just chases her yep. like a silent killer in a horror movie. Right. So obviously, she's gonna run from him. She runs up to the roof, climbs a ladder. He follows her. If his vocal cords had been burned out, if he had been burned in the, and they said, but all he can do is go. <sighs> that would make sense. That would have been so much better. But he, he just straight got, up says uh, Kelly yeah, on the roof. Exactly. And he does have a weird voice. They do make yeah. it like a Bernie voice, but at the same time it's it's completely intelligible. Yeah. He's just Kelly. Oh, you know yeah, you oh, know yeah. what he's saying. Um so she ends up hiding from her dad on the roof and then clocks him with a metal pipe, sending him off the roof. Killing him, ostensibly. Is he dead? Because Wait. he is loaded in the ambulance at the end and his head his face is not covered. Oh. Like a body bag. Oh, interesting. Okay. So but he looks dead. They're probably setting up for some sort of sequel that they were never going to get. Um, okay. If only there was a movie about a burned man that haunted a mall. <laughs> yes. Someday. Someday such a thing might exist. Uh, the professor now gets into the mall, finds Kelly, and is like, don't worry, I'll save you. I'm here for you. Gives her a big hug. I'm here. And then she pulls out her knife and stabs him. because That's it's- why she's knife Zuniga. Yes. 
And then Zuniga Prime comes around the corner and she's like, ah, I see that there's another one of me. I didn't see this one coming. I remember you remember this twist because when we brought it up, I remember about it last time. You you talked about the soap opera twist. Now I see why you called it the soap opera twist. I mean, there's a twin. Yeah, I remember this from from watching it a million years ago. But I I don't think I saw it coming when it happened. I was like, how the hell did they get away with this? Yeah. And it's neat to think about watching. Yeah. To think about how they did with the mirrors in the beginning. uh, Yeah. The dream sequence we were talking about. No, yeah. oh, I never noticed it was Knife Zuniga banging her leg in the mental home. Like, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of fun cool. clues. There's yep. a lot of things on a rewatch that are that are interesting. I dig it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is when uh, this is when Knife Zuniga says, "I'm going to become you. I'm going to kill you, and you'll take the re- you'll take the fall for all the crimes." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And I also think Zuniga does a great. Uh, job in this as a double role yeah she's not because i feel knife zuniga makes different facial expressions she does and it's really it's neat you can tell it's the same person but they don't look the same they don't act the same at all it is true she literally does not look like the same person when she's doing it yep the she's a little over the top but again she's super fucking young in this movie yeah um yeah no she's great uh but then mom shows up just as she's about to stab zuniga prime and boom (laughs) Shoots her in the back. I, I hate this. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I just think it would have been... I mean, we didn't see Marsha die. No, we did not. Why couldn't that have been Marsha? I would have liked that a lot. Like, out of the elevator, or... It could have even been Marsha with her dead boyfriend, too, and he's stuck at the harpoon in him, and they're just, like, both kind of, like, all bloodied but still alive. She throws the boyfriend... At her and impales, <laughs> and impales. <laughs> on the yeah. harpoon so that's still mo- sticking through his so chest. So her mom shows up. Like, does she even have a car to drive? Because her dad took it. Please, they're fucking rich as hell. You see that? She house? doesn't seem like she goes anywhere. She had a multiple, driver. multiple cars. They probably had a driver waiting for them. <laughs> drive me to the mall. I wish to shoot my <laughs> evil daughter. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Not the one you know. The, the evil one you didn't know existed. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> as long is, as you sign my paychecks. Her name is Knife Zuniga. <laughs> yes. She's not Carrie. She's Terry or whatever. It was Terry. Yeah, Kelly and Terry. <laughs> yeah. Terry in the credits. Never mm. once is Terry spoken in the movie. Hmm. Interesting. I watched it with the with the subtitles on, so yeah, that's why yeah. I knew that it was her. Yep. Um. And so we end the movie. She's dead. And... Some people are and uh, love interest hunky professor is Hunk, not professor dead. hunk is getting medical treatment. He's, he gonna make it. He's getting some medical treatment <laughs> in the second movie in a row where a survivor of one of these things needs to sit out the entire scene before being brought to the hospital. He's just on a cart in the middle of the parking lot waiting for someone to put him in a fucking ambulance. He's patched up, though. He's fine. He got stabbed in the he's stomach. Fine. How do they know if he's, like, bleeding out of his spleen? He's fine. He's fine. He's, he's fine. fine. The dad is a little bit more ambiguous because we, we do see Bernie dad getting loaded into the ambulance, but he's yeah. not, his face is not covered. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, that could be the sequel. But they're super really vague. They're, again, they're super vague about the med treatment in this. They're just like, yeah. yep, they're, they're on stretchers. That's good enough, right? Fuck it. Close <laughs> enough. Guys, it's too far to go to the hospital. Come yeah. on. We've got other stuff to do. And then so then Daphne Zuniga just like kind of turns her head. And then the movie just freeze frames on her face, <laughs> like looking at nothing, not in any kind of like particularly important manner whatsoever. And cue some saxophones. Yeah. 
and roll credits. Like, it's a really stupid ending. I it just ends super abruptly with no like with and these kind of movies I feel need a stinger. You know what I mean? I thought so strongly that there was going to be a moment of her looking at a mirror, like we were going to see a face where she's standing somewhere, and then we're going to see her again where she couldn't possibly be, but it was going to be a trick of the light or something. It was going to be her reflection in the the ambulance like mirror or something. Oh, you know what would be cool if like. If like afterwards Zuniga just like looks off and then the camera pans down and then she's banging her leg like <sighs> like she did in the home and we know that that's actually evil Zuniga. Like See that I mean that would be the other thing that would have made more that's sense. That's what this movie needed. It did not have a sting ending. I can't believe that there wasn't a moment when they were like rolling around on the ground and you could have lost, track, lost track of which that's one what I'm was saying. evil. Yeah. And that's what they should have done. Very strange. Like, I mean, it's the trope for that kind of thing. It almost seems too stupid to do. So maybe that's why is that it was just done so many times. But oh, again, that they, comatose already drunk mother that doesn't do anything driving out in the, middle of the night in her bathrobe to shoot some evil twin of the gun. That's not stupid. Well, it's stupid. <laughs> but have you seen it before? Yes. In, in, in the way that like how many fucking movies does the. The baddie get taken out like that at the end. Oh, with the oh, whole yes, gunshot, of oh, of their body falls, and there's the person with the gun behind them. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the that like, raising whatever weapon shot. and yep, then, yep. then killed right before. Yeah, of course. So that's that's a scene in this movie that I hated. I, I really feel like you could have had Marsha back from the elevator because we never saw her get killed, never saw her corpse. I think Marsha could have saved her. The mom could have been just back at home sleeping. Who cares? And I don't think it'd be any <clears> sort of importance about who killed that girl, the mother or the Marsha. Yeah, it it really was set up for something ironic mm-hmm. or like the fact that she didn't get killed by a blade of like she didn't get thrown through a mirror and then decapitated or something like there were so many things. Or like a thrown through a window and, and landed on a ton of garden forks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That were all, all like on display with spikes up. <laughs> Maybe less ironic than really been pointing out the garden fork as an ironic death, but sure. Um, I don't know. I just thought that there was going to be something more to it, mm-hmm. and 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 it did kind of just peter out at the end, which yeah. I think that's that's the weakest part of the movie. That and the little slow bits where it's just talking and. But man, they spring a good one on us with the evil twin. Yeah, and then they just like, well, twin's dead. Yeah, I'm gonna look over here and listen to saxophones. Pie. Like, I mean, just, it was th- so unsatisfying. There wasn't a lot you could do with her after that point. I just I mean, told you what you could do. <laughs> she should have been pounding oh, her leg. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. <laughs> now that I know that leg pounder is knife Zuniga. Right, exactly. And and that kind of behavior would be the kind of thing that, like, you think that, like, when she shows up. Or it could have even been ambiguous to be like, oh, is that actually knife Zuniga pounding her leg? Or is this, or is this, is this a good Zuniga now going bad from all the shit she just went through? Like, losing it, yeah. That leg pounding's a family trait. Yes. <laughs> it's just um, like in Trick or Treat. The good old Fairfield leg he, pounding. <laughs> when he wants you to start clapping. Yeah. It's just like that. <laughs> it's a Sammy Kerr family thing. All people with burned faces in their families have this leg pounding thing. Uh, oh, so that was the initiation. It's a fun one. Yes. Not without its flaws. No, obviously. <laughs> obviously some flaws. And I mean, ridiculous to a... I mean, but I mean, we I, I pretty much went into this blind. I know that I have seen this before, but I did not remember it. Right. I didn't even remember there was a twin. So 
It'd been forever since I saw this. Uh, I'd forgotten about the mall part of it, to be honest. Okay, yeah, I just picked it because I was looking up mall movies and I saw. <clears throat> um, yeah, this has to be our last oh, mall movie for about, a while. Yeah, I was talking to Marcus about mall movies. He called this one too. He's like, "Does it count?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, it's a mall." Yeah, no, it, it's fun. Um, I I don't hate this movie. I certainly don't. Nope. It's one I'm definitely gonna watch again. Yep. I mean, it's. It's just a fun, dumb movie. I'm glad I actually bought it specifically for this. I didn't own it, and I was like, I'm going to buy a copy of this. I rented it specifically for this. Yeah, I bought it digitally. I was like, $3.99 or 10 bucks. Yeah. I'm going to own it. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to watch this thing again. I can't. I'm not a digital owner. I can't. I I understand it, but it's hard for me to, being such a physical junkie, like, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. When I I, I saw that, too, it's like, oh, I could rent this movie for four bucks, or I could own it for ten. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, well, I'm watching it for this. Like, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go back and watch it. Like, I don't. (laughs) You see what's unfair in in this, in our, (laughs) in our relationship here is that it's a tax deduction for me because I'm (laughs) watching it. For this podcast, which is for the store. I'm sorry. I should probably start springing for some movies for you. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I'm rich. I don't care. That's true. You do You do have two very, I'm, very big, important jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Delivering news and pizza. <laughs> oh, man. But yes. No, so you do this for a store? Yes. Uh, Coast City Comics and CoastCityComics.com, where you can buy your comics online each week. Do you know that you can get... Free shipping over $20 at CoCityComics.com. Damn. Actually, you know what's funny, though? Um, I did mention, I did actually start, like, blah, blah, blahing, like, one of these on one of the other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And our sales went up for, like, <laughs> like we started getting a bunch of random more sales. And they felt kind of random. And I was like, I wonder if that's because of this. And so if anybody is doing that, if you're actually buying stuff because you heard me say it on this thing... Throw in a little note with that, and we'll throw you some extra shit. I'll yeah. throw you some extra stickers or some whatever. Um, and because, buy some damn Black Roses uh, t-shirts. Yes, and also nobody's buying the Black Roses t-shirts. Exactly, and yeah, and Yasmina, you gotta <laughs> you gotta <laughs> actually do that Instagram post. Um, but uh, yes, awesome. Uh, do that. I'm wearing my Black Roses t-shirt right now. Wow, that's a really nice Black Roses t-shirt you have on right now. Um, yeah, and we do have a Black Roses shirt that is officially licensed. So you should totally buy that as well. Um, money actually goes to the creator's wife, who widow, um, but she was also the writer, I believe. I think she was like the writer and like cinematographer. She did like multiple jobs on that thing. And she also let you license a shirt. Which was really fucking nice of her. So <laughs> let's make her some money before I have to cut her a check that's actually probably more than I actually <laughs> made just to just so it doesn't seem like I screwed her over. Oh, and I shot some money to a Kickstarter the other day, and you should too. Really? Yeah. I heard Rad Wraith Issue 2 is coming out. I'm going to give so much money to that Kickstarter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really am because I'm, yourself, only, sucker. <laughs> I'm only asking for $2,500, and it's going to cost me about five grand to make this comic. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, check out the Kickstarter for Rad Wraith 2. It's looking good. Yeah. The guy that wrote it's pretty cool. No. But the, the artists are great. Uh, guy that wrote it's a total tool. He's a poser. He hasn't skated in like three years. Uh, yeah, awesome. You're not uh, a poser if you sell skateboards. That's a good point. Um, but uh, yes, this uh, this issue is going to be great. And uh, there's there's lots of fun things in it. And you should do it. And we're also making skateboards this time. Yeah. So buy yourself a skateboard deck. Uh, Damn, a comic shop that sells skateboards? I know. What doesn't this store have? We have pinball machines and skateboards Fuck. and comic books and horror stuff and 
We licensed a Black Roses t-shirt. Hey, you guys should buy a Black Roses t-shirt. <laughs> Everybody's like turned out like, so much Oh my God, they've so, everybody's <laughs> gone. I don't blame them, but this is fun. Anyway, <laughs> you see real podcasts do this in the middle so that nobody can skip uh, over it. Don't leave yet. No, we have more things to sell Check you. Check out our buddies. Don't come back. The VH Bandits, VHS oh, Bandits podcast yes. is great. The VHS Rude Bandits. World of Horror podcast is great. Uh, my buddy Udon Gonzalez, uh, his documentary Forever, all about rock and roll high school two, is out now on YouTube. You can watch that. Awesome. My band my Smear God. Dog and the Donut has a song in it. That's amazing. We're in a movie. Thanks, Udon. Covered in Bees has a new album coming out soon. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are things. Do all these things. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and yeah, coveredinbees.net, I think, is this a website for Covered in Bees? Sure. Yeah, just Covered in Bees Bandcamp will get you all the songs. Exactly. They're pretty much free. They're basically name your price. And so yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Join us next week. We're, we're going to... Uh, we're gonna do scenes from a mall with Woody <laughs> Allen. <laughs> no, we're, I think we should. I think we should do Ghoulies. I think we should do Ghoulies. Go to college. Oh, okay. Part yeah, three. yeah. Part three. I ain't watching part one again. I love that movie. It sucks. It's great. Part three is the best. It's true. <laughs> All right. Part three is the best. Awesome. Uh, so we will see you next week for some Ghoulies. Yeah. Good night. Peace. <laughs>